Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Spooky SLV Podcast, and I am your host, Brad Hicks. Let's get started. Good evening, everybody, and we are ready for another episode. Um, I've got three tonight, again, all from uh, the students that we've been going through from the Sierra Grand High School. And uh, let's get going. Okay, our uh, first story is called Skinwalker in the Rito by Anonymous from Sierra Grand School. I think they were all encouraged to uh, add their name and their, you know, add their name to it, take author credit for it, but some of them did. Anyway, here we go. Hey, Fred. What are you doing after you get off work? Tom asked. I'll probably go home and relax, Fred responded. Would you like to go for a cruise when you get off work? Sure. Fred was on his way home when he was stopped by his good friend John. John asked Fred if he had heard the strange sounds that were coming from the Rito. No, no, I have not, Fred responded. Fred and Tom went for a cruise as soon as Fred got home. The sky started to turn blue and the stars started to fall down from the sky. It was after six in the afternoon and the sun was starting to set. Tom said to Fred, I think we should go back into town because it's starting to get late and I have to work tomorrow. Fred was looking forward without saying a word. Tom was confused and decided to look forward. When he turned, he couldn't believe what he was looking at. It was a strange creature that they had never seen before. Tom and Fred started panicking while the creeper, creature was creeping towards them. As the creature was getting closer and closer, sudden bang on the back of the truck scared both Tom and Fred. They both looked back with fierce, with a fearful, fearful face. Tom and Fred claimed they had saw a tall figure with a face full of burn marks and cuts. At the same time, both of the figures were coming at them. Tom tried to start the truck, but the truck would not start. Tom said to Fred, gosh dang you get this piece of crap moving. Fred was so shocked that he was speechless. Tom and Fred started to feel the truck coming off the ground. They went about 10 feet in the air until this so-called skinwalker dropped them. Tom looked at the time and realized it was already going to be 8 p.m. They both tried to call the police, but their phones did not have service. Many, many people that live in the area could hear the noises that were coming from the canyon. Some people quickly got into their vehicles and went to the Rito. When the people saw that Something that you would see in a horror movie, they witnessed the large skinwalker floating in the air. The people in the area went back to where they had service and called for help. Once police arrived, everything went back to normal, like the creatures were never there. Tom and Fred were so traumatized that they were sent to a mental, cent mental health center. A few years went by, and still to this day, many people are afraid to go up to the Rito. And I've heard a few stories about up in that area, but I've never... Christ, I don't even remember the last time I was up that area. <laughs> Thanks for the story, bud. Okay, the next story is by Manny Miranda from Sierra Grand High School. And it's called The Bright Lights That Make Me Cry. This is a story that my auntie and my mom have brought up several times when driving to and from Colorado Springs. Being only an infant, I have no memory of this event happening, but my mom and my auntie assure me that it's 100% true. On a dark, calm night, my mom and aunt, with me on my aunt's lap, 
have been driving back home from Colorado Springs. They had been playing music to try and keep themselves awake for the long drive home. As we were driving by the big hill going to Levita Pass, three big flashing lights appeared on the hill. As they appeared, I began to cry loud as if I got hit really hard. Why is he crying like that, my mom asked. I don't know. He started crying as soon as those lights appeared, my auntie replied. Well, make some milk and see if it'll help. That's exactly what she did, but when she tried to give me the milk, I wouldn't take it. I continued to cry. The radio then began to get scratchy until it finally stopped playing music. The lights seemed to get brighter, like if they were getting closer. They're not getting closer, are they? I hope not, my auntie answered. The radio suddenly turned back on, but it didn't sound right. The radio was switching between different stations. Words from different songs and podcasts were playing as if something was trying to communicate through the radio like a ghost box. I began to cry louder and louder. What the hell is going on? My aunt screamed out. The lights then began to dim until they all vanished. Once they all vanished, the radio went back to normal and so did I. Never again have we seen lights or have heard of anyone else seeing them. It's an event I surely want to see now that I'm older. That's an interesting one. I kind of like that one, Manny. Thank you for the submission. Okay, folks, the last story we've got tonight is called The Witch of Rodeo Durango. It is by Mr. Jesus Reyes of Sangre de Cristo High School. Let me get to the beginning here. This is a story my grandfather told me a couple of years ago. Around the year of 1982 in Rodeo, Durango, Mexico, my grandfather had encountered something very strange and eerie. My grandmother, being worried, drove him to the doctor's office to see if they could find anything wrong with him. They ran a couple tests on him and nothing came up positive. Your husband is clear, ma'am. Y'all are free to go, the doctor said. As weeks went by, my grandfather was feeling better and was working as normal. Though whenever he would pass by this one house, his legs would stop working. He'd trip and fall, and was paralyzed from the waist down. As soon as he had gotten back to the house, he was able to walk again. He found this very strange as he had got a bad vibe, bad vibe from this house. No one had ever talked about that house. It had been abandoned for years. My father went to investigate if anyone lived there. As he walked up to the doorstep, a large owl flew out from the roof and into the distance. Not howling, though. This strange owl was whistling as if it were a human. My father did not think anything of it at the time. He walked into the house as no one answered to the knocking. As he walked in, a putrid smell hit his nose. He then made his way into the living room and where he saw the altar. And the altar looked like it looked like to be a human skull surrounded by goat skulls and black candles. Upon this, my dad ran out of there. He stumbled out when the large owl had returned and stared at him. My grandfather, lying in bed, had questioned my dad and asked him about his whereabouts. Where were you, son? asked my grandpa. I went to check up on the cattle. They didn't have any water, my dad replied. The pale look on his face said otherwise. My dad had finally given in to telling my grandpa what he had seen. You know what, father? I think this house is actually evil. I feel it. My grandma informed us about the history of that house. A group of witches lived there, though it was thought to be that the witches had died years ago. After their deaths, people believed that the evil left. My grandma said, 
My father and my grandfather both thought nothing of it and soon went back to work. If you see those owls again, pray this prayer. La doce verdades del mundo. Twelve truths of the world. And if prayed over and over once and once backwards, it is believed to knock witches out of the air as they soar in the sky. In Mexican folklore, witches like to turn themselves into owls. As my grandpa was getting horses ready for a race, he heard yelling coming from inside, from outside. My father was yelling at the top of his lungs, Ayudame! Help me! It was my dad spitting out every single curse word in the books to, uh, to an owl flying above his head. The more he swore at her, the more the owl laughed. My grandpa wasted no time and called upon the name of God and put his rosary in his hand and started to pray the twelve truths of the world. As he prayed it once, my grandfather began to speak in a loud sentence. Los doce apostoles, los once mil virgenas, los diez mandamientos, los nueve mesas, meses que la virgen tuvo a su hijo en su divino vientre, las ocho Augustinas, las siete palabras, los seis candelabros, las cinco llagas, Los cuatro evangelistas, las tres divinas personas, las dos tablas y Moisés y la Santa Casa de Jerusalem. Translated, the twelve apostles, the eleven thousand virgins, the ten commandments, the nine months and the virgin had her son in her divine womb, the eight sorrows, the seven words, the six candlesticks, the five words, five wounds, excuse me the four evangelists, the three divine persons, the two tablets of Moses, and the holy house of Jerusalem. Help me and protect me always. Amen. My grandfather heard the owl's blood-curdling scream as he prayed, so he prayed it over backwards once again. A bright beam came from the sky and shot through the owl like a bolt of lightning. The witch soon came crashing down into the cornfields. My uncle, my grandma's brother, went over into the house as, as this happened. My dad, holding a rifle in his hand, went along with my grandfather and uncle to check the owl out. The town agreed to destroy the altar. As they watched the house burn, the smoke was black. It was dark enough to block out the sunlight for the time it spent burning. As soon as the house was done burning, they found a Bible within the ashes. It was in perfect condition. My grandfather kept this Bible. After that, he never encountered another witch in his life. That's an interesting one. I... <laughs> And please forgive me if I screwed up any of that Spanish. <laughs> I am white and I don't speak much of it. So, uh, not, my, not, my, not my first language by any means. But, uh, Jesus, thank you. Great story. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for tonight. I thank you all for listening. And uh, just a quick word tonight. I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Andreas Herrera. He is a fantastic musician, and he's given me the uh, opening and now the new closing music for the podcast. He's a great guy. If you want to check him out, he has music on Spotify under Entropy in Motion. Um, he also has uh, his own podcast. It's a Decibels Deep podcast. It's all about music, uh, obviously. and. Uh, He's also on Instagram under both of those Entropy in Motion and Decibels Deep podcast on Instagram. 
So give him a like, check him out. Thanks. And before I wander off into the evening, I am going to again talk about the support for the uh, podcast. It is on the Spotify homepage of the podcast. There is a link that takes you to the support page, which means support being um, if you choose to uh, donate monthly, you can do that. You can donate money straight to me so I can improve my equipment, maybe make a little money off of this thing, you know do what I can to actually really get better at it because I I need to learn how to edit and all that other stuff. Um, But it's like Patreon. Every month you can donate 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99. And this is a monthly occurring thing. It doesn't have to be though. You can do a one-time monthly payment and that's it. You don't have to, there's no commitment. There's no contracts or sign, you know, none of that stuff. It does help the podcast, and it helps uh, make what I really, really enjoy. I mean, I it's weird. I, I said this on the last week's. I never thought I would be having so much fun standing here telling stories to a bunch of people who I do know some of you. If I actually know a lot of you. And then some people, I don't have a clue who you are. <laughs> but I'm telling you stories, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm not telling them well, and all of you guys who bring up the Spanish stories, man, I'm sorry if I butcher the language. I really am. Uh, but again, support can mean monthly payments, a one-time thing, or just share the podcast. Let your friends know about it. Get them into listening to it. And, you know, submitting stories, that's the best way you can really support the podcast. Submit stories, whether it be you know, uh, allegedly true stories, or if it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a creepypasta or a fan fiction story, or not really fan fiction, but, you know, a horror fiction or sci-fi horror fiction. Um, if they're, whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If it's a good story, I'm going to read it. Even if it's not a good story, I'm probably going to read it for the entertainment value, because sometimes the bad stories, they can be pretty entertaining too. But uh, that's it for me tonight, folks. Y'all have a good evening.